everyone, and welcome to Cocktail Culture with Citywide Liquors. I am Daniel, and this week I am joined with uh, not a beer person, not a wine person, not a liquor person, but this week we are going the edible route again, and uh, we are talking to Hans Westerink from Violet Sky Chocolate. How's it going, Hans? Pretty good. Awesome. You're good. I love to see the roaster in the background there. How many, uh, how many pounds at a time are you able to roast with that? Um, technically 25 pounds is the size I do anywhere from like 20 up to 25 sometimes for cacao. Nice. That's what I do. Yeah. How long does it take to, uh, for the roast? Uh, like 15 to 20 minutes, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really fast. <laughs> Just depending on how yeah, some, dark you want it. Yeah. Yeah. And you could do a lower temperature for longer and get a different effect than like, so there's like a lot of variables with that, but. Some chocolate makers roast up to an hour long, I guess, um, like in convection ovens. And it's just a different kind of flavor profile, I think, that you get with that. So, Right. No, that makes sense. You know you know how your taste is with it. And I mean, I love your chocolate, so I love whatever you're doing. Obviously, don't change that for sure. <laughs> um, so what like brought you to making chocolate into like the beginnings of doing it and like where, you know, made thinking that you can make this business um well yeah actually led from beer um i was homebrewing and making a chocolate stout and looking for cool cocoa beans on the internet and i found chocolate alchemy it's a website and they have instructions on how you make chocolate at home and it's like so easy and whatever just using your oven to roast and like one little machine you need to buy basically to refine it and uh, I just started doing it for fun. And I was kind of planning on trying to open a brewery at the time, and then it changed into chocolate. So, which just be, because it, business-wise it makes sense, but I really just fell in love with the process. And it's like unveiling mysteries. Like I had eaten chocolate my whole life and loved it and traveled places and eaten chocolate. And then like, wait, how is this actually made? And what, you know, what really goes into it? Um, yeah, it was just the whole world I didn't know was there even. So, yeah, so you didn't want to open a brewery. You wanted to do less shoveling, I guess. You were looking for <laughs> trying to uh, deal with slightly less of that. Yeah, well, yeah, there's there's trade-offs, I guess. You know, I got to <laughs> like take this thing apart and take the Mellingers right. apart and oil changes on machines and stuff. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's all trade-offs, I guess. Oh yeah, 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 definitely a different kind of industrial work i feel like a lot of people who are like let's start a brewery i'm like you really want to be a janitor don't you like that's you want to quit your yeah. day job and become like uh you know a factory worker effectively making this product mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i joke and say that more than half my job is cleaning might be accurate i don't actually time it but <laughs> probably i mean i know it is on the beer side for sure where it's like this is the most important you know you have to do this or whatever it's really important to i don't know how much uh i know sanitization is important in all food and everything but i don't know how much it is where it's like gonna affect the uh the process at least when you're baking and what or roasting and whatnot mm, yeah it's not as finicky as beer in that way you don't have to worry about infections or right. uh, anything like that yeah I, I do think chocolate making is easier than beer um for my experience with both but yeah <laughs> oh so that's what you're taking the um, easy way out on but <laughs> i think it's less lucrative than beer also i'm right fairly sure so um 
yeah, anyway, trade-offs. Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Say, so, uh, I mean, we've been probably for the last 10 years experiencing this like craft beer boom where everyone understands like what craft beer is and whatnot. And maybe that's like part of um, what people need, you know, we're going to be experiencing this craft chocolate boom soon where people are understanding the value you know, versus the value versus, you know, a, a light lager, a Miller light versus, you know, your local uh, heavenly goat or something like that. Um, how do you uh, find, um, how do you best explain to people like what differentiates your chocolate bars versus like big, huge brand chocolate bars? Um, there's a lot of things, I'm but sure. definitely the most important thing is the cacao. So like the ingredient that, that you, that makes chocolate chocolate like the only thing besides sugar that's in chocolate besides milk chocolate which has milk powder also but um so yeah just what type of cacao you're using and if you look at like a really nice cacao and a not nice one like a very very cheap one it's immediately obvious like just from looking at it how much different they are but the um the flavor is completely different um and then there's all sorts of ethical issues there's um like a lot of people don't know that chocolate is a really big child slavery thing. Like 70% of the chocolate in the world, cacao in the world comes from Ivory Coast and there's all sorts of corruption in the government there. Uh, there's like cacao subsidies that are really horrible for the people there. And they also have a lot of child slavery on the farms there, which all of that artificially deflates the price. So thank you. Um, so like, there's a lot of ethical issues with that. Um, besides just the fact that it tastes completely different. Um, like you're never going to get commodity chocolate that tastes like a strawberry or like a ro like roses or anything like that. Like the flavors that are in the chocolate I'm making. So yeah, yeah I definitely I noticed on, that. But. No, no. You're, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's, I mean, so not only is it, you know, better for your body and does it taste better and do I feel like your dollar, you know, people complain about paying $8 for a chocolate bar, but I feel like with your chocolate bars, I am like, my sweet tooth is satiated by like just one little sliver of it where I, you know, I break off. I don't know how many you do in the, you know, there's 20 or 30 different squares or whatever on there where I feel like that is satiating enough for me when I'm like, cool, I don't need this whole other junk chocolate bar, but it's even, it's, you know, it's more ethical to buy better chocolate not even just local dollars going back into local economy but like better farming practices which i think a lot of people don't think about but i think is important to understand yeah, yeah on the farm side too there's all kinds of environmental things like the big farms are just just like monsanto here it's like wrecking the environment and right but you just don't see that side of it um there's also for like the percentage you know so a hershey's bar is 10 percent cacao whereas mm -hmm. so mine's like almost eight times as much of the actual like the valuable part besides sugar you know mm -hmm. so it's just there's something about the purity of it too i guess that that's the reason i think it's so satisfying it doesn't just it's not a sweet tooth thing um like it's not candy you know like right there's, definitely there's still i love candy like i eat skittles <laughs> sometimes you know but like they're just different completely different things and they're legally i'm categorized as a candy producer but like i see it as food and i think it should right. be categorized as food when i'm doing but it's yeah fine <laughs> it's, no it's definitely like yeah it's, it's a different kind of like gourmet product rather than like 
you know, our uh, American innate like addiction to sweets, addiction to sugar in general, just from high fructose corn syrup being and everything and whatnot, where it's like with yours, it is more of a like, like you said, you can taste these different fruit flavors. And it's something that I think a lot of people, even people who are eating mass market dark chocolate, you know, are just used to like, oh, it just tastes bitter. I don't like it. Where it's like, no, this tastes like I get those like citrusy notes from it. Um, mm. And these different floral notes, like is a lot of that terroir from the bean? Um, yeah, there's a lot of factors in the flavor. I mean, one of the biggest things is just the varietal of the trees. Um, so like this, the commodity stuff is uh, varietals that were bred just for production only and not for flavor. So they have, they don't taste very good. They're not smooth or like complex or whatever, but they produce a lot. They're like high producers. And that's so that stuff that was bred in Africa to like grow in Africa. And then those genetics were mixed back with the heirloom stuff. And that's mostly what you get in Central and South America as a mixture. But so you have the genetics um, and then you have how it's grown, like how much, how it was cared for, or like the healthiness of the environment it was grown in. And then definitely terroir, um, just like the soil, what's in the soil and the temperature ranges and all that. Um, and then the fermentation is a big part of it. So like it could be fermented anywhere from four to seven days and there's different methods of fermentation. Um, and you also get into microbial terroir, which is something I really, a term I really enjoy, but like where you ferment it because it's a wild fermentation affects the microbes that are on it and that affects how it ferments and the acidity and the flavors left behind and the bitterness and all that are affected by the fermentation. So like a really nice bean not fermented well is always going to be really really bitter harsh or something or just not be great now is the fermation fermentation process done prior to the bags coming to you or is that something you're doing on your side uh it has to be done at the farm so okay. it's part, okay. of, part of the preservation so they take immediately from the from the cacao pods they take it and start fermenting it right away or it starts to spoil um so the fermentation and then immediately drying after fermentation and stopping it uh, stopping the fermentation by drying it is how it's preserved and that's why I'm able to you can import once a year and that cacao can last a whole year whereas otherwise it wouldn't last right no that so. makes a lot of sense yeah and that's yeah that's it's a nice little shelf life for you to at least but then once you start getting down to it I know you're good at organizing and planning and whatnot but then do you feel like sometimes are like I really got to make a bunch of bars right now <laughs> other than holidays yeah yeah it is <laughs> It is kind of nice though to be able to stock up on everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it does mean I have more capital tied up in in the product. <laughs> it's the same with coffee too. So like, mm -hmm. if you're gonna get a shipment of coffee, you might as well get more than like a little bit because you have to pay for the shipment. So like, right, it's an investment, I guess. Yeah, I feel like with shipping, whenever you're getting a pallet dropped of something like you might as well have a full pallet rather than a quarter pallet because shipping's going to be hundreds of dollars of it anyway. Like you're starting at such a high, high mm -hmm. floor on that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know that you've done some uh, collaborations and whatnot before uh, with breweries. Uh, what are some of your favorite ones that you've done or what do you think, like what are some really interesting ones you've done? Um, favorite or interesting ones. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, transient, is the more recent like stuff that I am really super proud of just because of how good their beer is and just like mm -hmm. it's awesome to be in that. Um, but yeah, I'll just I'll never get over the 
the peanut butter chocolate stout from Bare Hands. That's like <laughs> one of my favorite uh, beers that I've had any involvement in, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like the the Christmas ale we did too a few mm. years ago. And the barrel aged version of that was awesome. I'd love to do more of that kind of stuff. Um, just stuff outside the like pure chocolate stout, even though that's amazing. It's just like I right. <laughs> crave seeing like different applications of it. So um, yeah. I'm actually just, I just got an order from uh, Nano Dog. Do you know what mm, that is? No, it's like, that? I guess, a nano brewery by one of the Brew Dog brewers. Oh, okay. I don't know where he's at though. I got to. Anyway, yeah, they're doing a, a mint, a walnut mint chocolate stout. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have some nibs going to him for that. And then a Neapolitan mead also. So like some more fruity nibs going into oh, a yeah. mead, which is awesome. So those are just really interesting things that yeah. I'm excited about. Um, yeah, I also recently did some stuff with Branch and Bone Artisan Ales, which was like a connection through Transient. Hmm um and they had a beer it's like a s'mores beer that won some ohio beer award uh recently but i've yet to try that one so. <laughs> you just think they'd ship you a bottle seeing. or something or like a little yeah they're they're going to <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah they're it's it's coming it's just like i get how that is like i'm in a time warp myself oh right yeah yeah so <laughs> it seems <laughs> like all of a sudden especially i don't know it's maybe especially winter, at least in like the colder weather, maybe it's just like staying inside more, but where you're just like, wow, six months just went by. Like I, that's been, I, I need to, I need to get on that or whatever. It's seems like a, always this time of year for me, especially. Yeah. I guess if with, for me without traveling anywhere, like that's always a marker. If I like mm. go somewhere right. like a trip, then it's like a, always a memory marker of time. And even if it's just to Chicago or Michigan or whatever, right. you know, <laughs> Lately, those have been pretty minimal, so it's even more of a blur, but <laughs> um, yeah, just at home and here and well, yeah. Right, right. We're all kind of in that, like, get, getting a little stir crazy. Uh, so, like, how, um, I guess, how does adding, like, different alcohols to the chocolate when you're making it, like, affect uh, different flavors? Um, I mean, I don't know if it's like a one-to-one where it's just like this flavor affects this, or is it like, do certain uh, chocolate varietals play better with certain alcohols? Um, I definitely think the varietals will be better with certain things. I think it's just about like sweetness and bitterness and acidity, you know, mm -hmm. like you don't want to overdo um, any of those factors. Mm -hmm. So just trying to balance everything but that's where making the truffles is nice because you add cream and you can add more sweetener to the filling and add more dairy and you can do different things to balance it out if you need to or like whether you cook the alcohol off or not um affects things a lot you know like how boozy mm -hmm. it is because if there's more alcohol in there it kind of is a more aggressive um aroma definitely you know the alcohol is so volatile and it like carries the aromas so right adding like hard liquor will help carry some of the chocolate flavors and intensify them you know, just mm -hmm. naturally. But like beer doesn't do that so much. It more just adds like a sweeter, you know, you get, it's like nice malted chocolate at that point. 
I think right. really like beer truffles are, are awesome, but um, it's less, less common of a thing. I think. So with, valentine's day coming up uh this is going this episode is going to be coming out um a week from today so we're dating this a little bit but it's going to be the week before valentine's day um how should people get in touch with you get in contact with you if they want to order something specific for valentine's day it's i mean you do chocolate this is your time of year right (laughs) yeah um well i have a website so you can order bars on there um if you want truffles, then probably like Purple Porch or Citywide, you can order uh, pre-order truffles and they'll be different, completely different sets of them at both those places. So, Yeah, definitely. We will be doing a collab. Uh, I, it hasn't been announced yet, but it pr- probably will be announced by the time this comes out. But we are, if anyone hasn't seen Sorry. our post, <laughs> no, you're fine. No, it's, it's, it's it will be on here, but we are doing a collaboration uh, for some very specific uh, truffles that will be coming out at Citywide Liquors. It's only going to be available at our stores for Valentine's Day, so please check those out. Um, where should people find you on social media? Um, just at Violet Sky Chocolate on Instagram or Facebook. Awesome. Easy, simple.